What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the You Know Ball Podcast. I am your host, Trill Bro Dude. And before we get into anything else, before we talk about the Bill Simmons trade value list, one of our favorite things to do every few months here on the You Know Ball Podcast. We love it. We absolutely love it. We we are going to talk about our sponsors from Underdog Fantasy. The newest and best place to play fantasy sports and win big prizes. And right now, Summer League is winding down. There's only a few nights left. So while you can go on there, sign up using the promo code SLOP. That's S-L-O-P to get a $100 deposit match. And you can go higher or lower on your favorite prospects and their stats throughout Summer League. Uh, our guy, Brandon Miller, who parody satire, not really our guy, uh, has been kind of breaking out recently. He's had, uh, ever since, um, you know, all of the good players went home, (laughs) it's hard for me to, like, get excited about the last few days of Summer League when, like, all of the best players have been shut down. I'm like, okay, well, like, that kind of makes it so that I don't really know what to make of this. Jordan Jordan Walsh better, sadly. I was going to say, Jordan Walsh going off – I. I'll say this much. I always, and we said this last time, and I'll, I'll say this much. I think it's more important that first-year guys ball out at Summer League. Yes. Uh, it, it, then it, uh, I, in terms of predicting their NBA future, like if you're a second-year guy and you're bowling out at Summer League or a third-year guy, I expect that. That should be mm-hmm. the base, baseline bare minimum. But if you're 19 years old and you're playing against professionals and you're playing well in Summer League, I think that really says something about your future in the NBA. So that's at least one thing you can hang your hat on with a guy like Jordan Walsh or some of these guys like Keontae George, who's been literally breaking summer league records. I don't know if you followed this, but Keontae George, let's see if he's on here. I don't know if they have a game tonight. Uh, no, he isn't. But Keontae George is comp- – you can go on and and, and put on uh, for Michael Beasley, who's playing in a league on here, Mario Chalmers. Let's go. I don't even know what basketball league that is. Did I just see Rashard Lewis? Hold on. That can't be true. No, there's no way it was Rashard Lewis. Hold on. I'm screwed. Yeah. (laughs) Let's go. Is that the big three? I don't even know what this is. That's got to be big three. Yeah, that's got to be big three. Reggie Evans, too. Yeah, three-headed monster. Yeah, so you could go on and you can also p- do your pick. Jeremy Pargo. Oh, for, my God. For Glenn Rice Jr., Katino Mobley. He's gotta, go. He looks like Santa Claus. He's so this old. This is crazy. Let's this go. is our greatest discovery ever. Yeah. On, on oh, man. Part. If you're go. not doing higher or lower on big three basketball, what are you yeah. doing? Get yeah, in exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, I'm going to go higher on Cam Whitmore stats for tonight. He has 19.5. He's he he had a up and down last game. The shot selection isn't great for him, but they're running a ton of offense through him now that Jabari and Tari have both left. And then I'm also gonna go. Uh, I'll go uh, just to keep up tradition. Let's go lower on Brandon Miller's 19 points. Um, and you put 20 bucks on that, you can get 60. But summer league, like I said, it's wrapping up. But you can go on here on Underdog. Do the picks on there. You can also do NFL season stuff. They got MLB stuff. They have a ton of stuff on there right now. PGA for this weekend as well. You could do pick them. You can also do fantasy drafts for other sports as well. So sign up for Underdog if you have not already. It supports you know ball. So uh, let's pull up the trade value list. Now we're going to go through the trade value list. Mm-hmm. 
that Bill made about a month ago. And the reason why we weren't able to get to this earlier is because it was in the middle of slop season when he dropped it. This is the third time that he's done it since he started doing it again. He took like a massive break from doing it for a while. So Mm -hmm. he actually, before we even talk about the people who were off the list, which is the first section on the trade value list that he didn't even really talk that much about on the podcast itself. Uh, did you hear the part where he was talking about the history of the trade value list? Yeah. And, yeah. and, and he was my, my favorite. This is, this is such a bill. And I'm guilty of this. We're all guilty of doing this like over indexing on the moment thing, but Bill yeah. loves to do it probably more than anyone uh, in sports media. And at the beginning of this list, he had, he had uh, in two thousand one. He didn't have Shaq top three on his trade value list. That's awesome. And, and House is like, wait, who? How was Shaq not one? And then he was like, well, I had Tim Duncan one. I had KG two. I had Kobe three. And then he's like, where'd you have Shaq? And he's like, I think I had him like fifth. And he's like, you had Shaq fifth in two thousand one. He's like, well, you know, he came into shape. He came into uh, the season out of shape. Yeah. And, Bill Cardinal sent, right? Yeah, there. exactly. Yeah. Which is yeah. like, oh, I've done this, literally did this with Anthony Edwards last year, completely over-indexed that. People right. used to do it with Jokic a lot early in his career. Luca's another guy that they've done it with where they play themselves into shape. Yeah. But uh he of course then moved Shaq back to number one in 2002 uh after the Lakers won their third straight championship. This is this keep in mind, this is Shaq less than a calendar year removed when he made this list it was in the middle of the season when the lakers won their last title of that three-peat and they beat the new jersey nets in the finals this was less than a year removed from probably the greatest back-to-back years Uh, definitely the greatest back-to-back years post-jordan one of the top five greatest back-to-back seasons of all time. You had the Shaq MVP season in uh, 99-2000. And then you had in 2000-2001, you had the Lakers losing one playoff game in the entire playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> And Shaq being by far the best player on that team. Kobe was actually really good during that run. It was his best run during the three-peat. But Shaq was by far the best player on those like, they weren't even in the same tier, Shaq and Kobe. The way that people talk about it kind of drives me insane because Kobe was just not even close to the level of player that Shaq was at the time. Uh, but Shaq was also in the middle of his prime <laughs> at 20, 28, 29, and Bill said he was fifth, but rightfully moved him back. And then he had uh, – t- and every other one that he talked about, like, having number one on the list, I was fine with. The only one that I, I really like had a side eye on, he had two that I had a side, side eye on. He even called out the one. But uh, he went Shaq in 2002, Duncan in 2003, and then it was LeBron, LeBron, like LeBron for back-to-back years. And then in 2006, he had Dwayne Wade after the Miami Heat won the finals, ahead of LeBron on the trade value list. Whoa. Which Jeez. is like... <laughs> Do, like, even even at his peak, Dwayne Wade was not touching LeBron James. Yeah, like oh. even even coming off that insane run, LeBron was twenty years old at the time, I believe, maybe twenty one, and he was wow. like dominating the league at twenty twenty one years old. So that was a, a hilarious over indexing, and then the rest was basically just 
LeBron Durant, and then uh, 2015, he had one misstep with Anthony Davis. And uh, that a lot of people kind of thought Anthony Davis was this two, future top five player. Uh, and he did not turn out to end up being that, despite the fact I, he at one point you could argue at a season or two where he was top five, but overall pretty disappointing career based on what we thought he was going to be in 2015. And now obviously we'll get to who's number one on this list later, but uh, let's start with the people that are off the list entirely. So we have Marcus Smart, your guy. This is before he was traded, a few weeks before he was traded. Jabari Smith, James Harden, Anthony Simons, Jalen Green, Jared Allen, Chris Middleton, Jeremy Grant, Kyle Kuzma, Jordan Poole, Chris Paul, Rudy Gobert. So who – did you have any issues with this completely off the list section? My my thing with the way Bill did this list and when he dropped it, like a lot of these guys are unrestricted free agents. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is hard to – yeah. Yeah, like so – because like Middleton – on his new contract, I think has like more value than this. Yes. Like he, like, he should have dropped it now instead yes. of a month ago. Yeah. yeah. Like I get why Bill had Middleton off the list because you don't know. Like I expected, I was cackling because I was like, hell yeah, they're going to give Chris Middleton $50 million a year for five, for four years and it's going to be awesome. But they uh, successfully, uh, I don't know, they're buried gold in his backyard or whatever the fuck they did. <laughs> so it, uh, yeah, like Chris Middleton, um, I think Jordan Poole, and we'll get to it with Tyler Hero. These guys should not sniff. They, they shouldn't be honorable mention. They shouldn't be anywhere near the list. They're they're some of the worst contracts in the NBA, um, Jordan Poole and, and Tyler Hero. So. Well, that one was proved pretty quickly, the Jordan Poole one, because yeah. Chris Paul is also on the off the list here, uh, yeah. and he was they had to attach, you know, it is a little bit of a Mickey first-round pick. But they still had to include that top 20 protected first round pick that's six years out, seven years out, just yeah. to get off the Jordan Poole contract to a team that is actively tanking. So yeah, that, right. th- th- they're the only team that was willing to take it on is, is my point here, it seemed like. It seems like there really was only one suitor for him, and it's the team that is going to lean into this. So I would say based on that, you're you're right. I, I don't even know if he should be in this this section because and and we'll talk about Tyler here in a little bit but like uh, 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 I want to go back to your unrestricted free agency point because Mm -hmm. Kuzma was another guy on here where if I had made this list personally a month ago yeah I would have had Kuzma off the list probably in this section as well because I thought that Kuzma was going to get a fucking bag I thought he was going to get like 32 million dollars a year and it was going to be this untradeable contract and blah, blah, blah. And we waited a few weeks and we actually found out recently that's an extremely tradable contract. They have, they front loaded it so that he makes the most amount of money this year and next year. And then in a few years, it's less than $20 million a year by the end of it. And with the new cap, like that's only 18, 19% of the cap. And you're at very minimum, you're talking about an athletic for who can create a little bit, defend, rebound. Like, Kuzma's a valuable player. He just wasn't 30 to $35 million a year valuable. But you tell me he's basically in this – he didn't even get $100 million guaranteed on this four-year deal. 
So you're looking at like 22 million a year. That's perfectly fine value for Kyle Kuzma. And you could make the argument that he should be, you know, maybe a little bit further down. Like, I think he's better. I think all these guys are better than some of the people that are are a little bit further down in yeah. the like honorable first cut section. Yeah. So I, th- those were the next, the two guys I, re- I was going to bring up. Like Rudy Gobert is still a pretty good player, but like I understand you can like pretty easily make the case for off the list just because of what a fucking albatross's contract sure. is, and you can't play like he li- he limits how you can construct your team, right? So, and especially in the playoffs, um, I think Jared Allen. I think that's a little bit of a reactionary pick. Um, I think you know this is like kind of the low point in Jared like Allen's. Sorry, excuse me, value. Um, because, you know, he gave that bad quote about the lights being bright, you know? Like, <laughs> like, 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 like that's essentially what this is. You know, like, he's he has to play with Mobley. It's not, like, a very good spot for him, necessarily. Like, he was very good all these other years. I, I don't know. I think it's, like, a little reactionary to have Jared Allen down here. Like when he's, I think he's better than most of the guys. And most of these players are good too. Like the, the, yeah. the reasons why you can't trade these players are be, due to the nature of their contract. generally. Yeah. Like, like, and maybe some aging concerns with guys like James Harden and, and, yeah. and those kind of things. house house had an audible reaction to Anthony Simons. And I had an identical audible reaction, but to Marcus smart being in this group. Okay. Um, so let's talk about smart. The, the Simons one. Okay. Look, if we're going based on trade value and what we know, I think it, you could make the argument that Simons it, being this low is fine. And I think that I think his contract is fine. I think he still has some untapped upside. I like Anthony Simons. Like, I think that he's going to be, uh, he could be uh, maybe make an all-star team at some point in his career if things go right. He's probably more in that sub-all-star tier of player. But the reason why I think it's okay to make the argument is that, like, he clearly didn't have much trade value. Like, from everything I've heard, they've been trying to move him regardless of the Dame situation. So, like, I'm not sure that he has crazy trade value as it sits here today on July 13th, 2023. 20, uh, now, a year from now, maybe Dane goes, he balls out, and he has crazy trade value a year from now. But for right now, I think it's you could argue that he, he might not be on the list just based on how the league showed they valued him. But Marcus right. Smart, I mean, this was completely proven wrong. Immediately. Yeah, immediately. <laughs> you go to the next list, and it's Chris Dapps Porzingis, they got Kristaps Porzingis and firsts for trading yeah. Marcus Smart. And you could say, okay, but that's because of the contract situation with Porzingis and they're giving him away. Okay, that's the exercise in the trade value column. Sure. <laughs> like, like, like considering some of this stuff. Yes. I, I, the context is important. But the, Again, Bill, I'm sorry, Bill showing his ass. If you ever believe that what Bill says about like loving Marcus Smart, like he, he, he thinks Marcus Smart is the reason the Celtics were bad. That like the, the like the bad things happened to the Celtics the last two years, and that just flies completely contrary to like everything I saw. Like uh, so, I don't know. Again, I'm getting mad about this again. Very predictable. I know the Hoggies were <laughs> knew that I that seeing this. I remember getting mad about this. I didn't get as mad about this back then because I was you're like, like, Marcus Smart will never get traded, yeah. so it's fine. <laughs> like, 
and now I'm just I'm still I'm still getting mad about it. So, yes, and everyone, oh, that's it's crazy how uh, uh, the the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, some of the best talent evaluators, uh, are are overpaying. Yeah, they're the ones who got tricked here. Absolutely. Well, also like even if you think I don't think Tyus Jones is on this list, no. but I think that he was last time around. I think he was on the fringes of this conversation no. in terms of the trade value list, and like. Even if you think that the Porzingis thing is just due to the player option and no yeah. leverage and blah, 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 they really, the Grizzlies sent out Tyus Jones into first. So that tells you what they think of Marcus Smart. So that's yeah. that's really what, what the, you know, the, he clearly had good trade value. I think yeah, he's a really good contract too. Like they talk yeah. about it with other guys on here. Like he makes what, 18 million a year? Like that's 15% of the cap now. Like, that's really good value for a guy who won defensive player of the year, who has been on multiple all defense teams, who is a good offensive player, not a great one, but like a solid offensive player. What how many how many picks do you think Phoenix, if they had had first round picks, would they have attached to trade Marcus Smart for Chris Paul? Like Market just- Okay, so yeah, I mean that's yeah. Yeah. They might do three, like straight up, like just to get off the money and get Marcus Smart. Like, I, I it probably would have been two, it. but even if your yeah. value is contract filler and two, that's you have trade value. Like, yeah, and they traded someone who was important for their regular season rotation at least. So, well, uh, I, I, I think Marcus Smart would have like been like a perfect fit for like this. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure. I, my my point here is that Marcus Smart also plays a role that is extremely valuable to teams who want to win. Yeah. You know, like I get why people, why Celtics fans, like that's too much to pay your eighth player for like Grant Williams, but Grant Williams is a lot worse, but it fulfills a similar role where it's like, okay, this is what guys who can play in the playoffs and know how to play off of players better than them is like worth. Like that's the going rate. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So anyway. Um, so honorable mentions section is the next part which is Oshai Abaji, which was just kind of a strange selection to me. <laughs> like, did Bill watch? Oh, I, I mean, Oshai is a fine role player, but like, I, I keep in mind, I, people that listen to the program know I wasn't crazy high on Oshai coming out of the draft, but he's already 23 years old. And like, Andrew Nemhard is the next one down. And like, Nemhard was legitimately really, really good for the, the Pacers, even if I... You know, I laughed at Bill for having him on here last time. Like, Oshai played 59 games last year, played 20 minutes a game, and was, like, a solid role player. Like, this whole group is, like, the more I stare at it, this is, like, uh, an eldritch horror where it's, like, you know, the, 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 the king in yellow. Like, I'm just – I'm going slowly more insane the more I stare at it. This is all over the place. There are yeah. players on here who are, like – incredibly good and important to playoff dudes. And then there are guys who are just straight up bad. Like, <laughs> okay. Get dumped. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Like, All right. Let me, let me read the, the, the rest of the honorable mentions. Andrew yeah. Nemhard, who, like I said, Deandre Ayton, uh, Zubach, Malik Monk, Christoph Porzingis, Robert Williams, Jared Vanderbilt, Gabe Vincent, Miles Turner, Herb Jones, Jonathan Kaminga, Jalen Suggs, Wendell Carter Jr., Seth Curry and Dylan Brooks. 
Okay, so first first off, the free agency thing's popping up again. Gabe Vincent changed teams. So did, so did Seth Curry in free right. agency. Yeah. So we had no idea what their contract was going to be. So did Dylan be. Brooks. So did Dylan Brooks. Like, plenty of guys here changing teams in free agency that we didn't know what their contracts were even going to look like. So it is kind of hard to, to rank them based on that. But yes, all over – like, Miles Turner is – largely better than everyone in this tier. Uh, maybe except for Robert Williams and Wendell Carter Jr. and Chris Elsworthy. But like, yeah, I was going to say, those are, those are the, like the ones that jump out to me. Like, sure. Is, and Rob, I like understand because like the injury, like I love Rob, but I understand like the tentative, like the, being tentative about like his value because it's, you know, it's true. Yeah. He doesn't play a lot of games. Like, his contract's good, but he doesn't play a lot. So yeah. it's, it's hard to even say it's that good. Like, right. Exactly. It's, yeah. it's like a fine, you know, deal for where it is. Miles Turner had mostly plays, um, yeah. you know, and Christoph Porzingis was like pretty much an all-star last year. So like, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't and, know. And like, we just saw Jared Vanderbilt get traded with two other players that are like one started for the Lakers in the playoffs, even though he by the end of the playoffs, he's out of the rotation. And and one, you know, I thought it was ridiculous. Malik Beasley only got a veterans minimum. He's a solid regular season player. And he got traded along with Jared Vanderbilt and they got back one first round pick. Like, I just, I think that the offers that were out for Jared Vanderbilt, like I think Jared Vanderbilt's a good player, but I also think the offers that were out there for Jared Vanderbilt were way less than if you were to put, Miles Turner on the trade. Like you would get two first round picks for Miles Turner if you put him on the trade market. Yeah. You would probably get like, or you could get like a solid young player and a first round pick. Jared Vanderbilt is not netting that return. Like that's just, they're just completely yeah. different levels of player. I, I just, I'm seeing Kristaps Porzingis next to Jonathan Kaminga and it's like giving me cosmic insanity. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, the, in no way, uh, Malik Monk too. Like, why okay. is Malik Monk down here? Like, He's a, like a legitimate, like important player for a very fucking good team. Like, okay, so let me push back a little bit on the Kaminga thing, and this is not because I. And once again, everyone who listens knows that going back to the draft, I didn't really like Jonathan Kaminga that much. Like, I haven't really gotten the hype around him, but the league does value guys who are big athletic wings. Like, that's just the reality. Like, if the Warriors decided to trade Jonathan Kaminga they probably would get more than we think they should back in the trade. Hello. That's the only thing yeah. you could put I'd in. like to report my, my call has been compromised by uh, San Francisco <laughs> technology. Palantir technology it's true, though. Has, has infiltrated my has infiltrated my friend trail. His, his house is being watched. This you, is know why I, this you know why I know point. why? Why? Because the way that people talk about Kaminga still. Like, the way people talk about Kaminga still is like he's on the trajectory to be – a high level role player or star. And like, I said, I think I said during his rookie season, I was like, to me, the absolute ceiling for him is like an Aaron Gordon type player. And Aaron Gordon is found his perfect role and is like flourishing on an important team. And I don't even know if he can really reach that level. Like, I don't think he has, I don't think he's as skilled as Aaron Gordon is like, so I, I I'm just a little bit lower on Jonathan Kaminga just because he was the seventh pick of the draft two years ago means nothing to me. And like, honestly, you could make the same argument for Jalen Suggs, who's been largely bad in his first two years in the NBA. Yeah. He shoots below 40% from the field, dude. Like he can't shoot threes. He's, yeah. you know, a, a decent playmaker and defender, but there's really not like a pathway to those kind of guys playing on good teams if they can't shoot. Like, 
it's just so funny to see like this hodgepodge of like upside Curry guys, like, like completely washed, completely yeah. washed. Yeah. And then yeah. like you go, you you scroll like back to the top, and it's like you, like you've got, actually like, good players. Yeah, you've got like Miles Turner. Herb Jones is like a really good like I. We made fun of Bill for having Herb Jones way too high last year. We had him like, in the forties last year. Yeah, we were like, right. this is ridiculous. But he's like a, a pretty good, valuable player. Yeah. So like, I'm fine having him down here. Yeah, here like, he's yeah. fine. Like this is yeah. like a. I probably, probably still have him off the list for the record. But yeah, yeah. Man, yeah. I would have to like look at who the other guys are. But his then, contract is fine. But like, I just I don't like yeah. defensive guys that like don't have a ton of offensive utility on really good yeah. teams. But yeah. But then DeAndre Ayton is again uh not quite to the same level as like Jordan Poole or Tyler Hero but also like a a genuine albatross contract. Yeah. That that you would probably need to attach like value to get off. Like But, but his argument would be 2 years ago he would have had a lot of value because Bill loved him. <laughs> like, right, like right. I mean I always thought Ayton was a little bit overrated during that run because he was a Chris Mall, uh, Chris Chris Paul merchant on offense and a Mikhail Bridges offense uh, merchant on defense, but uh, you know he did get a max offer from another team in free agency a year ago. Even if part of that might be like to test the Suns to see if they'll fucking actually match it, but yeah. there's a world where Aiton can get back to being in this, but he shouldn't be on it today. Like that's the yeah. point that I think you're trying to make. It's like. There's a world where like he he has a bounce back season with a better context next year, and they can move the contract easily. But like he doesn't have positive value at all. No. Yeah. It's 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 making me mm-hmm. it's just making me insane to like stare at this. So, <laughs> uh, dishonorable mentions: Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving. Um, mm. I don't even really know what to say about this part. Uh, House did argue that uh, House's argument that the uh that Kyrie should be higher I, I don't mm-hmm. know I I, I kind of sided with Bill on this one like I just don't think that Kyrie and even like Harden who was left off the list and used to be on this like it's pretty obvious there isn't a ton of suitors out there for him like this is there's nothing to do with their talent on the court they're still top 25 players in the NBA they're still some of the greatest players that have ever played but like no one wants to deal with their bullshit. So, like, I do think you have to take that into consideration when you're building a trade value list, not a who are the 100 best players in the NBA list. So I think that's totally fine. I, I would have just put Ben Simmons, not even mentioned him. Like, does Ben Simmons has no nothing now. He's not even a dishonorable mention anymore. Yeah. Like, they couldn't, they're not going to be able to move that contract unless they take back a bad contract and put two firsts on it. Like, it's just the reality of the situation. Um. Okay. So this, we have the toughest omission section. Nikola Vucevic, Devin Vassell, who I thought should have been on there, to be honest. Uh, Dyson Daniels, Lou Dort, Bull Bull. Okay, we have to stop and talk about this one. I, we should have stopped talked about Nikola Vucevic. <laughs> no, 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 no. Nikola Vucevic is a starting center in the NBA. Now, should he awesome. be on the trade value list? Bull, yeah. Bull, Bull was just waved. He just got waived. He was making a minimum contract. The, the, I, I heard from a magic person that they were trying to trade him for picks in the 50s and team said no. I mean, he has I, zero trade. Vucevic yeah. has at least, you're not going to get a first back, but like you you're might not gonna, get a rotation player back. 
it would be insane to get a rotation player back for 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 Vooch. Like I, I he's I, not that bad. He's way he's better than Bol Bol. He's okay. Yes, he's better than Bol Bol. But like at least and and like I get the argument here. But like Julius Randle like literally made the all like. Well, we haven't been, read him yet, but yes, yeah. he is on here. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, I'm sorry, I, I'm looking at a different one. It, it's weird. It divides up the list differently on desktop than whatever you've got going, which is very funny to me. Like, I have. Anyway, you finish reading the list, and I'll, I'll, I'll I'm gonna go beast mode on this. Okay, so Benedict Mathurin is also in here. Caleb Martin, Julius Randle, Jaden Ivey, Keldon Johnson, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Um. The two most ridiculous inclusions on here for me are Lou Dort and Bull Ball. Uh, Lou Dort is not good. I don't know how many times I have to say it. He can't finish. He can't shoot. Uh, does it, He's not like an offensive creator. His defense is good on the ball. He's not a great team defender. Like, I don't think Lou Dort should even be close to this list. He makes $17 million a year. I said this when they signed the contract and everyone acted like I was insane on the street. I was like, Lou Dort's not good. Like, there's no way. He he has value to the Oklahoma City Thunder as a culture guy. Seems like a great vibes guy. There's no way he should be on this list. Neither should Bull Bull. But anyway. Yeah, he, he makes uh, – he's making uh, comparable money to Marcus Smart. Like, Marcus Smart makes, like, yeah. $1 million more million and is supposed to – Would you rather have Lou Dort or D'Anthony Melton? Yeah, Melton. It's, like, not close. Like, and D'Anthony Melton makes half the amount of money that Lou Dort yeah. does. And in a year from now, when he gets an extension, he'll probably still only make like thirteen million dollars a year. Yeah, yeah. it's it, it's it's insane. I mean, so much of this having Devin Vassell and Keldon Johnson on the same tier also seems like deeply offensive. Like it's like just say you don't watch the Spurs. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, Devin yeah. Vassell's younger and better. And yeah, like one of them is like way fucking better than the other. I don't even one. really watch the Spurs, and I know that. Yeah, I just, like, I've seen enough Devin Vassell to know he's way better. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it just like, you know, and look, Caleb Martin, uh, a great contract, really good. Um, th- Jaden Ivey, I certainly would not have him this high, but like I can understand if you're like really big on like forward projection. Yeah. Um, pick last year. Yeah. yeah, Bogdan, Bogdanovich, all of these guys. I, I just want to take us r- right back down to the bottom here real quick to where we started. So you're going to go ahead and tell me that all of these guys – the teams when when offered Jared Allen or Chris Middleton for these guys, everyone says no, we're good. Yeah, the Thunder are gonna say no, we're good with Lou Dort. Yeah, Lou Dort, Lou Dort for Jared Allen. <laughs> <laughs> we're chilling, no we're chilling. worries. Yeah, that's yeah. absolutely yeah. like, yeah. like I, I, I'm hearing well, reports that that the uh, the Magic have turned down a Marcus Smart for Bull Bull trade. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 like. What 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 is this like, Vooch? Yeah, yeah, like Vooch for 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 Porzingis. Yeah, the Bulls fans would throw their would, would jump off a bridge. If, the uh, one thing you can argue is Vucevic yeah. is he plays games. He's, he I does, but I don't know. I I mean, I just I it's it's offensive to my sensibilities that he is. I like that contract he signed was fine. Yeah. Um, a lot of contracts signed by guys who aren't on this list are fine, you know, like they just don't like, have trade value. They just do not have trade value. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's just yeah. honestly, it, I would argue, regardless of the fact that he's probably the worst playoff player in the NBA, uh, that for anyone who's considered a star in Julius Randle, 
Like yeah. his playoff stats are really, really bad. Really bad. Yeah. Like really bad. Even saying that, I would still say he he should be on the list. Like, yeah. He's a good, very good regular season player. And like yeah. he's had he's been up and down. And like if I were building a team, I wouldn't want to build around Julius Randle. But he's gotten the Knicks back to the playoffs. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, he's their second best player now. But like he's he given was, them a floor of yeah. like baseline competence, which yeah. is what the Knicks need. That's all the Knicks need. Like and he makes yeah. he makes 20% of the cap this year. 21% of the cap next year, the year after that. And then the last year, it, it is a player option, but he makes 20% of the cap. Yeah. He's a very good contract from a team perspective. Like, I, I would have Julius Rand. That's offensive to put him in the same group as Lou Dort and Bull Bull. <laughs> like, yeah. Come the fuck on, dude. Yeah. That's insane. That's it's just so insane. Crazy. The one thing I will say is that if you put Julius Randle out on the market, you'd probably have less suitors than you think you would. But it only takes one team. It only takes one team. Like, because he's just a weird fit on a lot of teams. I understand, like, why you would be lower on him. But once again, let's get into the actual list. Because, like, I can understand most of of the things on there, except for the few ones that we really pulled our hair about. Let's talk about Group L, which is buyer's remorse. Guys who have signed contracts within the last year or two, including someone who's already been traded. So we have Group L. We have Tyler Hero, Bradley Beal, Zach Levine, Kawhi Leonard, Keegan Murray, R.J. Barrett, DeMar DeRozan, Andrew Wiggins. Did I? Yeah, okay. Wait, what? No, I skipped over the the section. Oh, sorry. I switched up. So it's just Kawhi Leonard, Zach Levine, Bradley Beal, and Tyler Hero. So do you want to cook here? Because I know what you're going to say. Insane. The insane. Tyler Hero is one of the worst contracts in the NBA. Like, it's very funny that the – the stats, they, they have no percentage stats except for three-point percentage. And that's the only way you can make this case for Tyler Hero is using, like, just his raw three-point percentage. Like, he's not a good player. He broke his hand, and they almost won the finals. Not did you the hear? They won did, the East. What, like, oh, it was Kevin Pelton uh, on Zach Lowe was, like, or maybe it was it Kevin Pelton on Zach Lowe? I think it was. Or it was Zach that was like, well, what if he didn't break his hand and they made the finals? Wouldn't he have a lot of trade value? And it's like, well, you could also argue part of the reason they made the finals. I was would argue that. Play. Yeah. I would argue that. They were yeah. bad. Yeah. He also got hurt last year and they were better. Like, like, like I, I don't know. It, uh, absurd uh, on its face absurd like brad beal obviously had no trade value because of the no trade clause that's actually probably a pretty good place for brad beal uh, yeah maybe even but, a little lower like but um, they even talked about it on the podcast like i don't i think that we were surprised how little brad beal got back in a trade because we we forgot that he can just say no to a trade which yeah honestly probably just takes him off the list which is yeah part, like the fact that they got as much as they did which seems insane to say because they got Oh, uh, mostly, you know, half wash Chris Paul and one swap and a bunch of seconds. Even that is like kind of surprising considering he could veto any trade because of the no trade cost thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, I I just think this is like, um, house had the Kawhi slander on like full blast, which like, I get like, you know, sure. like I, if you're a boomer, the, like the absolute uh, worst thing humans can do, um, it's a sex crime, murdering <laughs> someone and not playing basketball games. That's like the very top. So, 
you know, he's committed the cardinal sin of not playing basketball games due to his uh, degenerative knee issue that he has. Yeah. Like, it's not his. Do you know, Kawhi? It's not his fault. He tore his ACL. He he doesn't have functioning knees, dude. Yeah. I have a question for you. Yes. How many games did Kawhi Leonard play this past year without Googling it? Um, I'm going to guess he played 57. But 52, which okay. is more than I yeah. expected. Yeah. Honestly, I, I the way that people talk about him, you would think he yes. plays as many games as Zion. Yes, exactly. And which also like, is not really fully Zion. How many fault. games did Jimmy Butler play last year? Around the same. Yeah, it was yeah, literally. Like, I, and, and Jimmy is... The, God, the theater kid, the theater kid of he played sixty four. He only played fifty seven the year before. He he is such he has like mastered the media. He, he it's has amazing every media person like the, the amount of shit like Kevin Durant gets for the amount of games that he plays and Kawhi Leonard gets for the amount of games they play. Joel and, and Jimmy, yeah, Joel and Joel Bean Bean. For it still and Joel and we're going to talk about Joel later in this. Yeah, we are. Yeah. But, uh, but Joel has played 68 games and 66 games the past two seasons. Jimmy Butler has played 64 and 57. And you never hear that because of the because he saved himself for the playoffs, which is smart, by the way. Yes. Pe- people don't care about the regular season. And yes. if you ball out in the playoffs, you'll get cover for everything. But yeah. like the, the guys yeah, who have real injuries don't get the benefit of the doubt. I'm sorry. It's ethical to treat the regular season like the hog fest it is. Like, yeah. like, like you should have contempt for anyone who places any value in the regular season. Oh no! I bought my son tickets to the game. And then... Whose fault is that, moron? <laughs> Buy a playoff ticket. What are you doing, <laughs> idiot? Like, I, uh, that, that's that's your fault. That is your fault at that point. I'm sorry. Like, uh, welcome to capitalism, bitch. Like, this is, this is what. <laughs> Oh, you didn't get what you paid for? Sorry, uh, that just happens every fucking day of your life. <laughs> go, go get it. Go get anything done at a hospital and see if you uh, see if you walk out of there with the bill you asked for. I didn't get to see Steph Curry in Charlotte. Oh no, tough shit. Like, get, grow up. Anyway, um, Zach Levine also very offensive to Zach Levine. Um, I gotta say, um, Zach, the one thing with Zach is that you can say he makes a ton of money uh, in, in a few years he's going to make 46 million but like i would certainly rather pay zach levine's 46 million in two years than tyler hero 31 million yeah, i was gonna say years. he makes 13 million dollars more than tyler hero like every year so would you rather have tyler hero and lou dort or zach levine yeah not even close but uh yeah. from a trade value perspective zach is going to have more trade value but I think whenever he does eventually get traded, we're going to be surprised how little the return yeah. is compared to because of the contract. Well, for sure, for sure. I mean, like I think, I think Bradley Beal is appropriately rated here. I think Zach has been sandbagged a little bit. Sure. I think Kawhi has. Um, if if the Heat traded Kawhi like Tyler Hero in a first round pick for Kawhi Leonard, I would leap out of my window. <laughs> I, I would like on purpose try to get as much like as much of the pressure to just absolutely collapse my spine and kill me instantly. Like I, I cannot live in the world where the, the heat's adrenochrome get a hold of Kawhi Leonard. So okay, totally agree. Yeah. By the way, I have a new theory that I don't think Sixers fans are gonna like. Okay. But my new theory is that Mori is not trading Harden right now. 
It's similar to the Ben Simmons situation where he's just waiting for something in the league to change. But I'm wondering if the thing that he's banking on changing this time is one of Kawhi Leonard or Paul George asking for a trade when the Clippers say we're not giving you extensions. Because they're, did you see how much they're eligible for for extensions? Oh, oh man. I, it's it's $220 million for Kawhi Leonard or Paul George over the next four years. And they're going to ask for those extensions yeah. in a few. And if we don't get them by the regular season, do you think they're going to be happy? I think that that's really what Maury's waiting for. Like I, he might end up making a trade between now and then because he feels like he has to, uh, because of Joel and can't do the same thing again with the Ben Simmons thing. But I think that that might be the thing that he's banking on that. One of those two guys says, wait, you're not extending me trade me then and we'll see i'm just just throwing that out there but um before we continue this is the end of the free portion if you would like to listen to us talk about the rest of the list and also you would like us to hear us talk about some reactions to old trades that have happened over the past few years trades and signings and uh, some very funny and insane overreactions. We're going to do that in the second half of the podcast. We, so we, we love reactions. We're very reactionary as a podcast. We, you know Take that clip out of context. Yes. The yes. most reactionary the podcast. Most reactionary podcast. That covers the NBA. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> not about sports, but, uh, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, link is in the description. Sign up for the Unoball Patreon. Yeah. Check it out today. 